Welcome to The Approach Shot, the golf show that's more laughs than links, more stories than strokes, more guffaws than golfers. Here are the hosts of The Approach Shot, John Ashton and Neil Michaels. And thank you, Diane. It is time for us. We are so happy to have you introduce us because you're a star. And we're we're just two guys doing The Approach Shot podcast. I'm John Ashton. And radio show. Yes, that's true. Tis the Approach Shot podcast and radio show. Slash radio show. Slash. Yeah, I'm John Ashton. I'm I'm John Ashton. I said that already twice. (laughs) Pay attention. I'm Neil Michaels, and I've only said it once, so we're even now. (laughs) There you go. Hey, I had a a bit of a situation a little earlier, kind of a customer service situation. I I bought something at the store, Mm -hmm. and I took it home, and it didn't work. Yeah. Right? So I brought it back the very next day. And that I would, said, that I would need, be the thing to do. Yeah. I said, this doesn't work. I need my money back. And the woman at the counter said, no, you can't get your money back. What? Yeah. And I said, can I get it replaced? And she said, no. And I said, could I speak with a manager? And she said, certainly. The manager came over and I explained the situation. He said, no, she's right. You can't get your money back. Huh? I said, are you going to replace it for me? He said, no. I said, but it doesn't work. He said, too bad. What? Yes. I'll tell you, that's the last time I buy a lottery ticket from that place, man. <laughs> wow. It didn't, it but didn't don't help It didn't help me at all, man. No. This yeah. is why we don't do stand-up. No, this is true. That was funny. That's funny stuff. Thanks. I stole it, of course. Of course you did. Although all the good bits, all the good bits are stolen. Dude, we both of us were on the radio long enough to know. There are very few original bits. And if it is original and something that just comes out of nowhere, just comes out of your head and is funny, it'll be uh-huh. on somebody else's show the next day. It, it will be. <laughs> I mean, words to live by, man. Don't agonize, plagiarize. There, there you go. Those are great words to live by. I have also been told that if you steal from one person, it's plagiarism. Mm-hmm. But if you steal from multiple people, it's research. Yes, I, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. <laughs> and you know, the word research is from the Greek word search with re in front of it, which just <laughs> means you've searched, you haven't found it, so you search again That's until right. you find it. Yes. Oh, you took Latin, so you over, know. Yeah, <laughs> over and over and over again. That's right. From from the from the Latin searcho searchara searchawi aum. <laughs> Which sounded like what I said the other day when I banged into the wall. Oh, well, you know, the fact that we are not stand-up comedians, but we have been doing this long enough mm-hmm. means that we are probably going to be doing this week after week after week, which means we don't need to go look for a job. Right. And I know our guest today, who is a stand-up comedian, see mm-hmm. how we tied that in? It's like I, we practice this stuff. I was paying attention, man. He's probably not looking for a job either. But if you are looking for a job or you are looking to hire, we have the solution for you. It is a solution that puts the looker and the looky mm-hmm. together very easily. Right. In so, fact, you so, could say... It's, it's, if you're looking for a job, it's, it's indeed easier to do it this way. Indeed it is. Yes, indeed. How about that? See how the, (laughs) 
it, it really was brilliant of them to call the company Indeed because we've been doing this Indeed thing and we do it kind of as a bit, but then it really becomes part of the conversation. Yeah. So if you're looking for work or if you need to hire somebody, Indeed is a platform that matches you with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's a lot. It is a lot, according to Indeed's <laughs> a lot. It's even more than, than listen to us on a weekly basis. Exactly. Yes. Helps you find your, your best quality candidate fast. Fast. In fact, it doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And a lot of people complain that, you know, yeah, I can post my my job site on an Indeed, but I have to pay. And then I can go to other places and get it done for free, but you're not going to get any results from the places where you go for free. So right. if if the the few shekels it takes to actually post your job on Indeed and get the results you need are holding you back, we can fix it for you. We can. Okay? Yes. Okay. If you're a listener of this show, mm-hmm. if you have the guts to actually, you know, admit that you're a listener of this show. <laughs> We can get you a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash approach. I'm sorry. Did you say $75? Yes. $75 credit. That's a lot. It is. It is a lot. And you'll get your posting right there where it'll be absolutely hard to ignore. Bam. So, So you will get, if you go right now to indeed.com slash approach. Yep. And support our show by saying you heard it about Indeed on this podcast, Approach Shot. Indeed.com slash approach, terms and conditions apply. But if you need to hire, well, you know you need Indeed. Wow. That's true. All of that's true. As somebody who hired some people when I had my ad agency, I said this before, if Indeed existed back then, my life would have been so much easier, so much easier. And so you may not have been sitting on the side of the road that day when I drove by with that <laughs> cardboard sign. That's exactly it. <laughs> <laughs> Come work for me. But they didn't see the back side of the, of the sign that said, only if you're intelligent, speak well and communicate well and are really willing to like give me your lifeblood. Yeah, yeah. He was standing there with a sign that said, we'll work for six figures in a 401k. So, uh, <laughs> again, that was in the he's, very small print. He's, he's still looking. <laughs> we did have one bit on the radio one day that was totally, totally unique to us. Okay. We were backside at Churchill Downs and we had a, a morning show competitor in town. All right. We were, of course, the ratings winner. We, we were beating them badly in the ratings. Of course. They mentioned us repeatedly putting us down, John and Kathy in the morning. They, we were like the, the butt of most of their jokes. Okay. And we were told to ignore them. We were both backside broadcasting live during Derby Week at Churchill Downs. The other station had bought a horse that was entered in one of the Derby Day races. Okay. And they had a picture on the front page of the sports section of the horse and the female co-host of the morning show. So we did a bit where, and, and the program director was there shaking his head no as we were doing it. <laughs> okay. And I said, we want to congratulate Jeff and Linda, who worked the morning show at Love 103 or whatever it was, because they have a racehorse 
entered in a race on Derby Day. Now you can go to the front page of the paper sports section this morning and you can see a picture of Linda and the horse. Linda's the one on the left. <laughs> How long after that did you were, were you let go from the station? <laughs> Maybe you do need indeed more than you thought. <laughs> well, I did. Now the program director he came and he says, Man, that was hilarious. I loved it. Don't ever do it again. Don't ever do it again. Exactly. <laughs> the don't ever do it again part. Okay, boss, never do it again. I will never mention the horse and Linda and the, the thing in the paper ever again. Subscribing to, of course, it's always easier to ask forgiveness than permission. <laughs> That's so. exactly right. You know, I, I'll bet you that that is on the business card of our guest today. <laughs> it should be if ask. it isn't. <laughs> it should be. That's right. Jeff Blanchard, who is the first, the very first repeat guest we've had in 105 episodes of The Approach Shot. Mm -hmm. Jeff was with us about two years ago when we had a segment called Golf is a Funny Game. And right. he came on and he did five minutes of shtick. And I believe it went something like this. Hi, Jeff. How you doing? And then you and I didn't speak for five minutes. It was hard to breathe and talk hard and laugh at the same time. So, yes. exactly. Let's hope Jeff, we can get that again. Yes, indeed. Jeff Blanchard will be joining us today on the approach shot to talk golf and anything else that comes to his mind, which scares the crap out of me. <laughs> We've got our editor standing by. We are the approach shot. Hang out. We'll be right back. Hey, we threatened that we would be back with a stand-up comedian who's very funny named Jeff Blanchard. Despite what you might have wanted, we did it. We did it, that's right. <laughs> and you know, the funny thing is, for a stand-up comedian, he's sitting down for sitting this. Down. So I, you I know. know. Hey, hey, you know what? Listen. Uh, I don't, you see, you know, when you, if you pay, you get to stand up. <laughs> These freebies, I'm sitting down, okay? I'm surprised you're closed. I, 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 I'm telling you, yeah, you're right. You're lucky I'm wearing pants because you only got me from here on up. <laughs> we are the approach shot. I'm John Ashton. I'm Neil Michaels. And Jeff Blanchard, as I mentioned before, you are the first out of 105 episodes, repeat guest. Well, that's uh, because the, the you know, the mob got on you and then, you know, what happens? You know? <laughs> well, I, we got that some, offer we couldn't refuse. <laughs> I think some of it is we just sort of ran out of steam here. I, right. Just like, well, okay, well, Blanchard will do it. Yeah, he'll do it. He'll do anything. I didn't even have to put like John, what's his name? Uh, John Daly's head in your bed. You know what I mean? Like the Godfather. <laughs> there you go. So you mentioned it's a beautiful day in Cleveland. Beautiful. For, for those of us who aren't in Cleveland, sounds like well, an oxymoron. No, no. Actually, I mean, we're not used to it either. Trust me. Um, <laughs> okay. I stuck my head outside and was confused by the fiery thing up in the sky. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, that's the sun. That's right. right. And uh, yeah, it, it's it's 50 some degrees. We don't know what's going on. Yes. You know, it, it, it's crazy. I have to tell you, I was watching yesterday. I went back to some of your YouTube videos. Oh, and, and so now you have three people that have, have gone back. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And scene magazine called you the funniest man in Cleveland. But then I yep. got a text from Bill Benton and he said, he scratched your name out and put his in. 
Yeah, so. of course, Bill Ben would do that. He's been riding my coattail since the 80s. That was the last time he wrote a new joke. Son of a gun. <laughs> now, Bill and, I have been, Bill and I have gone back. We just did a show with uh, was May, Bill, and Basil down at the Hannah. So that was a good, we're putting together, a, we're doing a, a, a new tour that hopefully, you know, things take forever to put together, especially when you've got three people like me, Basil, and Ben. <laughs> uh, so hopefully by the fall, we'll be back at some more theaters. Uh, doing that it was a blast we had just an absolute great time and you know the nice thing about there's a couple of things the nice thing about theaters one the people are a theater crowd right so they're a little different uh there's no chicken wings like a comedy club <laughs> and there's very few drunks there are very right. few drunks you know so they, do they get your stuff yeah, oh yeah and that's okay. the great thing that's the thing like people go oh i kind of you know i am so bad with any sort of social media every one of supposed agents or bookers i've had have screamed at me because i don't do tiktok and this and that and the instagram you know i do it but i'm just woeful i mean i have like eight followers or something like that you know <laughs> and they go well what about and they they had conned me into doing this youtube page and I keep forgetting that it's got this just the worst stuff on there. I'm like, oh, I can't believe that's out there. You know what I mean? From the beginning of my career, I'm like, and I'm looking at like, I, 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 I got to figure out how to take it down. I just, I've made poor choices. Poor choices. I got to tell you that I was looking at one from, I think it was 2020 or 2021. The light is shining directly in your face. So yeah. I can't, you can't see your face at all. And the sound was like, and I was like, yeah. so between not being able to see you or hear you, it's just, other than that, it's great. That's the one I like because you can't <laughs> see me or hear me. Actually, you know, I, I asked him, I said, can I, I'll put videos up, but can I pixelate my face? And they're like, no, that's kind of defeats the purpose. So I think I'm just going to do what everyone does on TikTok is lip sync, like a Madonna song while I'm making pasta. That's, <laughs> that seems to be the thing that everybody over 40 does is lip sync. And that's what kills me about like, the, 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 the people were worried about TikTok because it was owned by the Chinese. They're like, oh, they're going to learn our secrets. And I'm like, what secrets? That we don't have rhythm collectively? <laughs> that we like the uh, videos of people putting stuff in other stuff? I mean, it's like they have this whole channel that and it, you, it sucks you in. It's like, does this fit? And it's like, cups going into cup holders and, mm -hmm. and after a while you realize you're like a lemming you're just like yeah does it fit does it does it <laughs> the good news jeff is though that that you are after her recent uh surgeries you are much more attractive than madonna no oh, yes yes i do i do yeah yeah i'm all natural that's what it is you know I, I, I tend to figure that if this thing all just goes to pot, I'm just letting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> At the very, I mean, if it really gets really bad, I'll just grab a big hunk of skin from the back of my head and put like a chip clip on it and just not turn around. See, if I do that, then I look like the late, great Ray Liotta. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, when you guys do a tour like, like you're talking about doing well, do y'all travel together or do you just say, hey, be here at eight o'clock tomorrow night or whatever? It all depends. It all depends. Um, sometimes we'll travel together. Like, Well, Basil lives in North Carolina. Okay. So Bill and I still live in the Cleveland area. Um, we were allowed to be in town. Basil was shipped off to a penal <laughs> colony in North Carolina. Uh, it's a long story, but he's Greek. So uh, we... Sometimes Bill and I will travel together when we do shows, if we're doing them together. Uh, this one in Cleveland, we all just kind of met down there. Gotcha. Most of the time, we don't want to drive with each other 
because that's the time when we could just kind of blast our music and we, no one likes each other's music. So there's arguments about who, and then you always got to hear because everybody's a road dog. Everybody's been on the road for years. So everybody knows the best way, you know, and I'm the worst. Cause I, I go, you know what? I plug into my GPS. If it told me to drive into the middle of the lake, that's what I would do. Cause I, I, a long time ago, I said, I'm freeing myself of having to, but Bill's one of those people that's like a human roadmap. He's, he's like, oh, we just got to drive down 77, blah, 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 we're there. And I'm like, how, how do you? <laughs> Growing up, I remember being around my uncles and aunts, and they would always say, so how'd you get here? How'd you come? Which way did you come? And right. it was a 20 minute discussion about, oh, you should take the bridge if it, unless it's in the afternoon. And now their GPS sort of cuts right. all that out. I wonder what they would say instead, what they would talk about instead. Well, they, they, they probably about like what, what my father does all the time about um, bodily functions, what he's had, what he hasn't had, <laughs> and and food. That's all he talks about with his buddies. <laughs> he gets together with these eight guys. I, I go down, they live in South Carolina, so I'll go down and visit them. And, you know, my dad's not as mobile as he used to be. So a lot of times I'll pop the old man in the car. I said, come on, I'll take you down where his cronies all hang out. When I used to do the uh, the morning show, the radio show, he had a weekly segment, which was called Jokes with Just Dad. And he would call in every Wednesday morning with a new joke and just talk. People people loved it, right? But the guys that came helping kill, I used to call them the joke mafia. They were down there. They're all in their 80s. They're all down at this, it, it, what they call a coffee shop in South Carolina is a gas station mm-hmm. that's got a coffee shop inside the gas station. And that's where all these guys hang down. And there's, they're you know losing a lot of them because of their age. But I took them down there, and that's the same thing. I, I, I came back and told them, I was like, do you have fun? I go, I have never heard more. I, I could be a doctor after I got done with this. There was so much <laughs> medical talk. I said, it's a wonder that any of these guys made it down there today. You know, if you would hear them, they were like, you know, like limbs were falling off on the way over. You know, everyone. So it's, it's, and and everything they ate for the last three days. My father can't remember my birthday, but he can remember the cheeseburger he had in 78. You know what I mean? Hey, you had a big day. You've had uh a very big day. Today they announced uh, the NFL big awards and stuff. And Cleveland Browns coach was named Coach of the Year. Coach of the Year. Joe Flacco was named Comeback Player of the Year. Right. And uh, I Miles forgot the Garrett. name of your defensive guy, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett, yeah. Garrett defensive, de- player defensive player of the year. And so assistant ha- coach of the year. That's incredible. I mean, that's four mm-hmm. good things that happened to the Browns. Well, I think it's by this point, they're like, listen, we got to give them something. <laughs> you know, there's, they certainly have, they're, they're, no one, they've never even touched the Lombardi trophy. So, um, <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure they're not even allowed to go into the Football Hall of Fame when it's there. I don't think we're – they're like, no, don't touch it. Don't look at it. You can't even say Lombardi, okay, you know, you can't, or trophy. You're not allowed to say any of those things. So they gave up uh, Stefanski. Uh, uh, yeah, well, he had to deal with a lot this year, you know. Yeah. that we You thought the quarterback situation in Cleveland was bad before. We really doubled down on it this year. I always said it's like they went to football Santa Claus every year, 
And football Santa Claus put him on his knee and said, what do you want, Browns? And they went, we want a quarterback. And he's like, all right, well, you better take care of it this year. And sure enough, they break him. And then next year. So finally, football Santa Claus, they go, I want a new, I want this quarterback. And he goes, well, that's the most expensive quarterback there is. They went, I'll give it to you. And what do they do? They broke it. So then football Santa Claus goes, well, this now you're getting a used quarterback. You know how to take care of it. So, you know. And Joe Flacco comes out. We spent all that money. And Joe Flacco's literally like on his couch eating nachos. And the phone rings. What are you doing, Joe? Eating nachos? <laughs> really? Would you, well, we were, who's this? Oh, it's Kevin. Kevin who? Kevin Stefanski. Uh-huh. Uh, we wondered if you wanted to come down and just throw the ball around. Why? Uh-huh. Just thought you'd be like, all right. We got him down there. And I think they tackled him. And then put a shirt on him and said, you're playing and threw him out there. I always, you got to love a quarterback whose last name sounds an awful lot like something that the Aflac duck would say. Yeah. (laughs) But you know what? He didn't get hurt. He never got hurt. No. Like all of our quarterbacks have just fallen apart at the seams. We bring the guy who was literally on his couch. His only training was throwing the football to his sons. He's out there, rock, like you're. A, you see, you guys understand this. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, when a quarterback rears back and throws that deep ball, if you're in any other town, like if you're in San Francisco, if you're in Kansas City, you're, they throw that deep ball. You're like, yeah, not in Cleveland. They throw that deep ball, and you're like, ah! <laughs> and you pucker up, you tense up. And Flacco did it, Ooh, but they caught it. You're like, oh, what is this feeling I'm having? I, I don't know what this is, you know? Well, I think you know, that, that we're we're pretty damn lucky on a 57-degree day in Cleveland that you, you decided to stay here with us instead of going out and play golf. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. All right. Cool. Hang out with us. We've got Fletcher. I will. you got Jeff Fletcher as a guest right here on The Approach Shot. We'll be right back. Immediately, if not sooner, here we are back again. The approach shot. I'm John Ashton. I'm Neil Michaels, and I know I know you want to talk about golf, but I want to see Jeff's head explode. Jeff, yeah, the Olympics are coming up. How do you feel about <laughs> swimming? <laughs> uh, I uh, oh. see, and this is. I get so much flack when I because I used to talk about the like it's boring, all right. It's it's like all of those sports, nothing happens. They run down, they jump in the air, they land in sand. Woo! They swim <laughs> up one side, they come back the other. Yeah, they're quick, but I mean, people are like, oh yeah, this is great. I'm like, why? Who's getting riled up about swimming? You know, it's like you want to. I said you want to. We've got to up the game. Put like ground meat in their swim trunks, and and halfway through, dump piranha into it and see how quick they go. <laughs> Put landmines buried in the sand for the long jump, where they're like, "Look at that! He's gonna make it!" <clears throat> Whoa, not quite. You know, his arm was eight feet, but his leg was ten. Oh, what's the difference? <laughs> I think that would definitely improve the ratings. Yeah, I mean, it's the Winter Olympics at least have the luge. Now, how, and I don't know how anybody, like, I always want to figure out the history of the sport. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what's the history behind any any sport that we go, woo, this has got to be great, right? 
So at some point, somebody back way, way back went, I'm going to lay in this canoe, basically, because you figured that. (laughs) And one of you guys push me down this mountain. And if I make it to the bottom, I win. (laughs) And they went, this is great. We could have races. And they said, let's up the ante. Let's make shoots. No breaks and ice it down and just you go. And I'm like, they're like, what person is a kid goes, that's what I want to do. That's in Jamaica. Exactly. Yeah, in Jamaica. In Jamaica. <laughs> Why would you go cold? Like, if I was in Jamaica, I'd be like, you know what? I could do that. Or I could stay on the beach drinking rum. <laughs> that sound better. Sounds way better than freezing <laughs> your butt off going 90 miles an hour down an ice tube. <laughs> and at the end, if you live, we're going to put a medal around your neck that you have to pay for. Yes. <laughs> you know, right. they do. Right. They have to pay for their own medals. If I win, like, especially the runners, if you get the medal, take off. <laughs> but you got the, like all those judges, they're all old. They're not going to keep up with you. Just keep running, 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 running. run, just go. <laughs> pay for it that would give it back we're gonna bill you all right yeah, Jack. <laughs> all right so so then golf golf maybe, maybe golf would make a great olympic sport since you're into these sports <laughs> that are that are really as of, as of last summer it is yeah mm. mm-hmm. how many gonna, are, they, are they gonna play 18 yeah oh they play uh, three days three really days. yeah like or maybe four tournament. even yeah, it's I think they're going to have. I think they're going to probably extreme it a bit, though. They should. Did you ever see the old National Lampoon Extreme Golf Competition? No. Oh yeah, where they were using like the one was the because it was all of the baggage, but they had things. Ted's got up to the eighth hole. He at first has his wood. No, he put it back and he's got a blunderbuss and he loads it up like that. He's like, boom! <laughs> People are tackling each other. See, that's right. Do it on snowboards. There's your, you know what? Do it on a luge. There you go. You, you got to hit the ball halfway through. How about a blindfold? That would be fun. Get somebody. Didn't Chevy Chase do that in Caddyshack? A blindfold? I don't know. Yeah, Caddyshack. How could you be a golfer and not know Caddyshack? I you know should it, have I just... quotes tattooed <laughs> on your body somewhere. I should. Yeah. You're right. I should. That's... After fishing the baby Ruth out of the pool, he lost it. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, watch it. We don't have to go dirty, sir. We don't have to go dirty. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> so, that you are... but if you, when you see my golf game, watch Caddyshack. That would pretty much <laughs> be right around my golf game. So 58 degrees in Cleveland, how come you don't have your clubs over your shoulder and out there? Other than the fact that, you know, you committed to come here. Because, yeah, I committed to come here. I, were you kidding me? I would have been down at, at Big Met or Little Met or Medium Met or whatever the Mets meet. You know what I mean? We, I, listen, I have a long history of golf. I started as a caddy at the old Kirtland Country Club back in the day. And that was, uh, was short lived. Uh, I'm not a good caddy. Because I laugh too much, <laughs> and it irritates it every. When you giggle every time they say, "Here, ta- wash my balls," and I was giggling, and so they would, they they asked me not to show up anymore. The golf wise, I I wish I was better. My wife is phenomenal. My daughter is crazy good at golf, crazy good. Um, my problem is, is I get so frustrated 
and my game just goes downhill as we're playing. Like at like the third hole, when I'm like just divot and shanking, and you know, and by that point, you know, I'm like, that's it. Now I'm just mad, you know. <laughs> yes. And, and I'm angry. accordingly. Yeah, I'm angry putting. Yeah. Did you hear about oh. the, the golfer though that was out there and and he was very bad. He kept every time he hit a bad shot or missed a putt, he blamed his caddy. About the 16th hole, he just looked at the caddy and said, You must be the worst damn caddy in the world. And the caddy said, No, sir, that would be too much of a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the joke that my dad loved it when I told him, and I said, uh, I told him this, and he, he used it as a golf banquet. The, the guy, there was a, a gentleman sitting at home, and his wife came back from a day on the links, and she was just mad. Man, she throws her bag down, and she throws her stuff down. He goes, honey, what's the matter? She goes, oh, a terrible day on, on the golf course. Goes, what happened? She goes, well, first of all, I was shanking the ball all day long, shanking it to the right, shanking it to the right, and to top it off, I got stung by a bee. He's like, what? She goes, yeah. He goes, well, where did you get stung by a bee? She goes, between the first and second hole. He goes, well, I don't know what to tell you about the bee stick, but I know why you're shanking. Your stance is too wide. <laughs> wow. All right, then. <laughs> Where's the rim shots when we need one? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> With, what do you uh, guys now? Hey, seriously, I mean, well, you guys play a lot of golf, right? We try to. Yes. Yeah. Now, where where's your favorite course? Oh, that's Mine. an easy one for John. French Lake, Indiana. Okay. Because have you guys ever played any courses around here? There's a um, no. It's Chicago, not Cleveland. The other sea city that's cold in June. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, a few. I'm stuck out on the west coast in in San Diego. So. Yeah. Oh, you know, poor you. Yeah. The chance <laughs> of me bringing my clubs to Cleveland are about the same chances that, that the Browns are going to go to the playoffs ever. Hey, you know what? Listen, Monsoon, Miss Monsieur, you guys are going to be flooded out soon. So, yeah. you know, yeah. you got a yeah. lot of rain. Yeah, you I grew no up. Snow, I, you got a lot of rain. Yeah, I grew up on the East Coast. And so mm -hmm. when I hear that it rained for five days and that somehow we were being flooded, I thought, if it rained for five days in Louisville or Cleveland, you guys would be like, oh, that week sucks. But, you know, it'll get better. Here, yeah. like, the world is going to end. We have rain. <laughs> and uh, two weeks from now, people will start talking about the drought again. Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking of stuff, get buckets. Why are can't, you not saving it? Exactly. Or you can't win for losing, as they say. Oh, my, they, my father lives down, they live in Kiwi Key. So you got the golf course right there. Mm -hmm. They live across the street from that golf course. And that's where, you know, dad and I play. Well, my father's a monster. He, even in his 80s. Now, he's slowed up a little bit now because of his bad hip. But, I mean, up till like a few years ago, he was still, I mean, just, he just wanted to do that. Just hammers that thing, right? Mm, hate those so, Oh, I know, right? And I'm like, okay. So the first, this is a few years ago, went out. It was Father's Day. And I was down there. I said, come on, dad, I'm gonna, let's go play golf. He was surprised. We don't, you know, do it. Take him down, set everything up. I get down there and he just blasts. I mean, it's like 200 seconds. Pow, straight as an arrow. I'm up there. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching him, how he does it. He's got this swing. And I don't know, I'm no expert whether it's good or bad, but this, you know, the swing where he's just wide, right? Way up like that. Pow, beautiful, smooth swing. So I do, I'm going to do the same thing. And I get up there and I'm doing what I think I'm doing. And I hear that king. And I'm like, that's a good hit. That that noise, that ping, mm -hmm. and it 
flies, and I then I hear bonk, and there's a tree, and it hit the tree and shot back. And I look over, and my father, my life, is in the seventies, is laying on the ground because the ball almost took his head off. And I'll never forget my father. He looks at me and says, "Well, that was good." <laughs> I go, you know, it wasn't, I didn't do it on purpose, you know. <laughs> you remember back in sixth grade where you wouldn't let me do this or that? Well, there, you know, I've been finally paid you yeah. back. I've been working on this for years. Right, right. Well, I think he has to always bring back, you know, by the time that we, you know, we we were out doing a celebrity, not celebrity, I don't know if it's a celebrity, but it was yeah. a charity golf event with news people and I was on the radio, blah, 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 blah. The, one of the people, there might have been some libations going on early in the morning that continued, <laughs> which we partook of probably too excessively. And um, <laughs> the news anchors up there doing a live thing about, oh, isn't it great? These these people, you know, these donating their time to to help out charity and blah blah blah, the humanity, yeah, yeah. And over there, thing you hear, you hear, ah, and it's <laughs> me and my partner and another guy in the garden. We're going, and I have decided to be like Smokey and the Bandit and bang their cart with mine, <laughs> and it geez. turned it around, and we ended up rolling the golf cart <laughs> on live television. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of hard to deny it when it's on live TV. Oh, trust me. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was one of those things. So, yeah, the golf game. I like. I I uh, I give people credit. I because it's a real hand eye coordination. You know, it's yeah. it's one of those things where, but it's also science. You know, that's I think that's where it is because you guys know right where, like, you know how to hit that to get that sweet sound. Is that what you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That? Mm-hmm. You know, mine usually sounds like, you know, like, like you've dropped an old melon off the balcony, the splat. <laughs> but, the, you know, the one that's like, ping, that's the sound I always want. I, I always get the wah, wah, wah. <laughs> that's the sound my ball makes when it gets hit and, and dribbles down the fair. And the other, that's the other thing is the embarrassment. I'm yes. not a little guy. Yeah. So when I go saddling up to the tee, you know, there's people around me and they're all looking, you know, it's like, you know, he should be blasting at 250 yeah. yards. And I'm like, splunk and top hit it. And it goes like eight feet. And it's like, come <laughs> on. Come you on. Know, I'd, I'd tell Jeff that he'd get better if he just played more often. But after that uh, golf cart fiasco, they probably won't let him on many courses. <laughs> <Probably not. laughs> the good news but, is we know who you are. You're Jeff Blanchard. The bad news is, oh, yeah, we know who you are. You're Jeff. Exactly. <laughs> and the sad part is, is that. I play a lot of country clubs. There's a, there's literally, I know that there's a country club circuit for circuit. comedy. Yeah. And I, I do a lot of them, I, you know, and they're all, and they're every time I'm there, they're like, Oh, well, here's a card for green fees. You can play for free. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't want me playing for free. You know, <laughs> you, know you do not want me. There was a, a, a club up in Peoria, beautiful club. The guy got up and, and he's like, oh, you know, the, the pros are here. You can play for free. I was going to do a few shows. After the first show, he came up and he said, you probably shouldn't play. Like, <laughs> I was making jokes about golf and stuff. He's like, yeah. you, you, you should be by the pool. The pool's yes. better for you. There's a bar there. Just you stay over there. Stay in your lane. You know. But we've already that's... established that that's dangerous for you, too. So <laughs> yeah, Exactly. But as long as I don't have keys to the golf carts, you know. Yeah, there just... you go. Perfect. We are going to uh, 
probably leave the the venue of golf courses and and come back to Jeff in a few minutes with a six pack. Sounds good. I a think, six pack, yeah. I think I think we should do that. We yeah. are the approach uh, hangout. We've got Jeff Blanchard as our guest with you right now. And we are back. Approach shot. I'm John Ashton. I'm Neil Michaels. Did you see the look on Jeff's face when you said six pack? I did. Hey, he brightened hey. right up, didn't he? He's I like, well, this may be worthwhile after all. I don't know how you do this on a Zoom, but you're going to get me a six pack? Sure. <laughs> Make it work. I, I was going to say, I, I checked UPS. Nothing came. <laughs> Nothing's here yet. No. This, the six pack we do, Jeff, unfortunately, mm. is not as tasty. It's six questions that we fire off at you real quick. Okay. Want the very first thought that comes to mind? No thinking about it. No hemming and hawing. Get right okay. to it. You think gotcha. you can handle that? I think I can do this. I think you I can bet you. Too. I bet you I can do this better than than golf. I I feel bad that I had don't have more insight as a guru to golfing. <laughs> yeah, if you think that we invited you to talk about golf, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> good. 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 Question one: mm-hmm. Who cracks you up more than anyone? Uh, I would have to say on a regular basis, uh, Mel Brooks. Oh, good choice. If, yeah. if you talk about, yeah, like that. Mel Brooks, Jackie Gleason. I mean, that's, and, and Belushi. I mean, that's that's why I got him on the arms. Him and uh, him and Gleason. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They were they were like, wait, these are the patron saints. These are the guys yeah. that I modeled myself after. So, yeah, yeah. yeah the ability like that. But, but also Mel Brooks is just, I, I could watch. If there's a Mel Brooks movie on, I got to watch it. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And, and who was it that compared you to Gleason? I saw that on your on your website. There was a, there was a, it happened twice. There was a, a guy who said I was the illegitimate child of Jackie Gleason and Fred <laughs> Flintstone. I don't know how that happened. That's what it was, um, yes. <laughs> and then someone else had said that if Gleason, if there was something about a Gleason course with that, that, that'd be Blanchard. So there you go. Not, not the, the worst comparison, right? Hey, I'll take it. You're kidding me? Same guy who's the great you one. An opinionated slob. No, that was my mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we even doing a six pack? We should just let him go. <laughs> Question two I asked this of our guest last week who's been around golf his whole life, and he gave me a very thoughtful, very intelligent answer. And I'm thinking your answer is going to be different than his. Not yes. that it's going to be thoughtful and intelligent, but it will be different. So, what do you think of guys wearing knickers playing golf? Yes or no? Absolutely. Make them wear knickers. Have you seen <laughs> some of the pants that these guys are wearing? <laughs> right. And I guarantee you, if Tiger Woods put his emblem on knickers, everyone would be wearing them. Yeah. Oh, that's very true. Good point. And those big hats, those those squashy hats, like the cabbie mm-hmm. hats. Yep. Knickers and the cabbie hats. Perfect. Fashion they, statement. Let's they, change they be, the fashion of golf. And I want the announcers to say, well, he's looking rather jaunty today <laughs> at the eighth hole. I, I have heard golf referred to as a game played by old men wearing funny pants. Yeah, I don't see. I take uh, umbrage to old. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I, I would say, but it is a lot of guys wearing funny pants. There's a lot of funny pants that, out there. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of plaid in that. You know, <laughs> I think it's because if you wear green, you could like, let's say you're playing and boom, and the ball hits you in the head and knocks you out. 
and you're in green, you might your body might not be found for days. Yes. But if it knocks you out, you're wearing plaid. They're like, well, he's right there. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Question three, and I think you may have already answered it. Worst mm. shot you've ever hit in organized play. In organized play, <laughs> organized like a play. tournament, like a tournament, like a tournament. Uh, right? Because if I you did, did it on your own, you could have made it up. Oh no, no! In organized play was was the a, a charity golf. Uh, I don't know why they keep asking me. I show and I did a charity golf. You would think my father kicking up like that. No, the charity <laughs> golf thing where I actually swung and the club like Ted Knight in Caddyshack went out of my hand <laughs> and flew into the stands and someone took it. I I've never got it back. I guess they figured they were using it for something better than you. I, I guess. I hope it's not in a crime scene or something. <laughs> All right. Question four. God, well, I can't wait to ask you this. Uh, if if the, the approach shot wrote you a check for a hundred thousand dollars, would you become a vegetarian? <laughs> I'd tell you I was. <laughs> no, no. And there's a specific reason why, because they're hypocrites. I'm sorry. I, if you're a vegetarian, more power to you. But, but I used to talk about this, too. I, the, the, why do you have to make everything you eat sound like what I eat as a carnivore? You know, where they're like, oh, I've got chickenless chicken nuggets. No, you don't. You have soy nuggets that, you know, That's right. I, I, I have a new burger. No, it's not a nouveau burger. It's a bunch of vegetables you smash together and spray painted brown. You're not fooling me. A bunch of ground meat sprayed in orange and going, it's a new carrot. No, it's not. <laughs> Question five. Mm -hmm. Eight-year-old Jeff just found a dollar in his front yard. What are you buying with that buck at eight years old? Eight years old, man. Back in the day, I would buy. I, I know exactly what I would have bought back then. I would have bought a couple of comic books because, as you can see, I'm still a comic book nerd. Mm -hmm. Comic books. Um, I I always had an affinity for lifesavers because of my father. So mm. that was kind of the thing. But the butter rum lifesavers, my dad's favorite. So I would buy those all the time because then then I have them in the car. And then the third thing was, and people don't realize it, not the top-of-the-line balsa glider that had the rubber band and the propeller that you wound up and threw, and it exploded after the first run when it That's landed. That's right, it did. <laughs> but that was, there was, because there was a bodega at the corner of the street that we used to go down to all the time. That was, that was pretty much my standard shopping list. Two comic books, a lifesaver roll, and a glider. That's and he'd true. get change back from that dollar. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You know, it's funny that you mentioned lifesavers. One of the things that <laughs> make me feel like I'm headed into a therapy session is talking about when I was a kid at the holidays, I would always get those lifesaver books. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they would have like 10 rolls of lifesavers in it. And right. you'd open it up and you'd be really excited. Butter rum was great. Cherry was mm -hmm. great. And <laughs> you'd look and you'd see, well, of course, there's pineapple in here, which sucked. There were two or three flavors that were terrible. And it's like, where do all of those go? Because I never ate those. See, I would have eaten the pineapple over yeah. the orange. Yeah. The orange was mm. yeah, the orange was... reminded me of medicine. I like the coconut ones. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. Those are good. Did you realize like I didn't realize like I, I was over with and my my niece was doing something. She's a Pez head. Mm -hmm. She she collects, she likes the Pez. 
So cool. as a joke, I mean, since she's in college, but as a joke, every birthday, I always send her like Pez, right? Mm-hmm. So the one day I was like, go, oh, I said, yeah, the, the other thing is you got to put them in. She goes, Uncle Jeff, that's not how you do it. She goes, you just zip it down like that and stuff the entire packet in there, close up, and it automatically shoots them out. I'm like, I've been freeloading <laughs> Pez for all these kids for years, freeloading them. I didn't know you could just cha-chunk, pow, 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 pow. Wow. Somebody, somebody really should have taught you that. <laughs> but here, this is my life. This is, this is, this is, I, I need to do something. I, I got It's got to get better. Because that to me, I was like, why is that not, not a TikTok? Why is that not a TikTok? That's something you can learn. This is not one of the questions of the six pack, but yeah. when you load a stapler, do mm-hmm. you do it one at a time? Or yeah. <laughs> All right, wise guy, but you guys, don't tell me you knew how to put the whole pack of pads in there. I, you no, of course not. Load a stapler. Who has hey, a stapler taught, anymore, they, Grandpa? They right. taught you the two at the same day in school. <laughs> I was the one that was always building things with the staples <laughs> and they would get them all twisted up. And then I'd hear my dad and my mom crabbing because they couldn't find staples. And then when they did, they were like, how do you get them apart? <laughs> you know what, mom and dad, here's a Pez. Oh it's yeah. yeah right. Very similar. <laughs> Trust me. After all, I'm surprised they've made it this long. After what I put them through as a kid, I'm surprised <laughs> my parents, they're still going and kicking. I'll tell you right now, because it's, you know, they're they're in their late eighties, but I I look back on it and I'm like, and I, you know, my kids, I don't know if you guys have kids, but I have a kid and the same thing, you know, I always joke about how you know rough it was raised and everything else like that. But I look back at what I was doing and I was like, oh my gosh, you know. Because we 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 complain now about the video games and the phones and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but that keeps them collected. Back in our day, it was like eight in the morning, we're like, see you later. And our parents are like, be home for dinner. And they mm-hmm. had no clue as to what we were doing, you know, mm-hmm. and they were just trusted in the fact that we would somehow make it back alive. Right. And if they knew what we were pulling, they would not, they would be throwing 50, 50 odds at it. You know, <laughs> the funny thing is that they, they assumed we knew when dinner was. Oh, we did. We had bells. Didn't you have bells? No, we just, we just went when it was dark. We just went home. Yeah. We were oh, told okay. when the street lights came on, go home. Okay, well, see, I grew yeah. up in Kirtland. My, my my road was a dirt road. I'm not oh, like, they called it Dirty Eagle. And literally, <laughs> literally, that that every every house had a different bell. And you would hear, bong, bong, oh, that's my bell. I got to go. <laughs> I, wow, I know. Right. Oh, it's, yeah, well, yeah, look up Kirtland. You'll understand. Okay. <laughs> Finally, like our sixth question. Uh-huh. <laughs> sixth question we ask this of everybody who comes on the show. Yeah, I really feel like this is going to be a downer. Since we are the approach shot, mm-hmm. Jeff Blanchard, in your approach to life, what one rule do you live by? Uh, I, I absolutely, and this is all serious, I, I absolutely do not care what you do, as long as you're happy. I don't wave a flag for any religion, any political, any of this stuff, whatever. You, and that's our biggest problem in this country. I think it's, it's, it, I go on with this thing called the jar of ants. And it was some people debunked this, but it's still a great metaphor for what we've got in this country. A group of scientists took 20 black ants and 20 red ants and put them in a jar, left them alone. And after a while, they built, worked together, they built a huge colony in this jar. So then they took another jar, put 20 black ants, 20 red ants in it, 
But every once in a while, they would shake the jar, just shake it for no reason. And these ants attacked each other and end up killing each other. And that's exactly what happens nowadays. We open up our phone and we look at Twitter and stuff, and whatever side is shaking the jar, and we're like, well, for the most part, you don't care. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. If you want to go to church on Sundays or you want to sleep in on Sundays, it doesn't matter because you still be a great guy in the afternoon, right? It doesn't matter. Raise your kids right, have some fun, laugh, you know, and quit getting in everybody's business. That's how I do it. Answer we've ever had. That is the best. We've had some good ones. We've had some thoughtful ones. We've had some, you know, huh? that was the best answer we've ever had. Cause yeah, just, you're right. Leave people alone. Let, let people thing. let, because in the dollar, you don't have to agree. That's the greatest thing about being an individual. You don't have to agree with everybody, but it doesn't mean you can't. I have some of my best friends, one of my, my best friends, who's like my brother, who is literally closer to me than a brother could be. We don't agree on, on and stuff. And we tease each other all the time about, but we don't, but he still does it. He's very Catholic. He's grew up Italian, his first generation Italian. Growing up, we were roommates, and I, he was very forgetful. And Donnie is one of the funniest guys. We've done shows together. He's a tr- tremendous actor. But Donnie would come back and on Friday. We, I'd be like, come on, let's go get uh, the, to Burger King after one of our shows. And he'd be sitting down. I'd wait till he had like the, he'd be eating, eating, eating. He'd be out like the last two bites. And I'd go, hey, isn't it Friday? <laughs> and then he put it down i'm like oh it's pointless now because you knew that you could have said something i, I win again <laughs> but you know that's a kind of and but he, like i said it's not a thing and and you know i got i i, I again i got to go back to i get that from my parents my my mother and my father there was I didn't care who we dated, didn't care who we were friends with, as long as we were happy and they were good people. I didn't grow up with, oh, stay within your own lane or this. Or that. Yeah. My mom was an, is, is still an artist. And so there was nude things all over my house. And my dad was, I mean, he was working with me. And he didn't care, didn't care, you know. And even back in that, I think Curtin was kind of a white town. My dad had his GM parties over. They were, Filipino, black, Hispanic, it didn't matter. You know, I was friends with everybody. You know what I mean? I think that's so, one of the great things about comedy. I think I remember Carlos Mencia once said, I insult everybody. Mm-hmm. We take it out on everybody because you're in the in the in the end, we're all just people. So if I'm making a joke about this particular group or that particular group, don't throw a fit because I'm about to insult the guy next to you and the lady behind right. him and the person in the back and the guy who's paying me. It, we're, we're, we're an equal opportunity offender. Humor right. has no color, no race, no uh, religion and no political uh, affiliation it has none of that. Humor is just funny. Then not yeah. everybody's got the same thing, and that's fine. You don't have to like everything. Uh, as long as humor, we cross the line and we go, oh, where we do something with humor, we use it as a as a blunt object at somebody. Well, then that then you're you're you aren't using humor for what it is. It becomes a weapon or it becomes an object. You're attacking it. You know that's right. black comedy or white comedy. It's not humor. Is just humor. If right. you know, it's it, it depends on how you use it. And I, I do clubs sometimes where I got news for you. I am the only Caucasian person in that room. And mm-hmm. I have never had a problem in my entire life. I'm not lying. I have never once walked out of a club and gone, I'm, I'm worried. Never. Yeah. We've had a blast, you know? So That's- humor is humor. 
and like I said, if you if you just sit back and laugh and don't make it at someone else's expense, you're and in some good of the, Some of the comedians today that are not following that mm-hmm. script aren't funny. No, that's just it. People are yeah. like, no, oh, he's done that. Well, they don't get me. No, they got you. Yeah. You're just not funny. Right. I mean, here's the thing. I was Don Rickles. <laughs> Don Rickles <laughs> would go in and they said, I watched that show. They did a documentary, Mr. Mr. Warmth. He was 89 years old, still doing <laughs> Vegas. He mm-hmm. walks into the room. He hits this guy, that guy. There you're in, blah, blah, blah. Didn't care what the national. Ten people. Boom, 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 boom. Does an hour and a half show, does his song, and then wraps everything up by hitting the same 10 people from an hour before it ties it all together and thank you, good night. You were like, and comics were like, nobody wanted to play the week in Vegas after Rickles yeah. up to the point of his death <laughs> because he was, people were like, well, he was so mean. He wasn't mean. He was no. just funny. And people actually went there hoping to get in. So, oh, I hope Don Rickles sees me. I hope he sees me. You know what I mean? I hope he calls me a doorknob. Please call me a doorknob. You know what I mean? Well, why was that? Well, that's because it didn't hurt anybody. He wasn't punching down. No. You know? Right. And what happens if you're offended? Nothing. 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 You're not going to wake up tomorrow and go, oh my gosh, I'm missing a kidney. I got offended yesterday. Oh, that Jeff Blanchard. Oh, ruined the day. Jeff, we could sit here and talk to you for hours and hours and hours, but probably not because, you know, we have to pay after a certain amount of time. No, no, actually, Dad, I got nothing going on, so I'm here. Okay. (laughs) We loved having you here. Hey, man, it's a blast. I thank you. Are you going to be anywhere anytime soon? Southern Ohio, I can't remember the name of the uh, place, but it's uh, a, a restaurant. It's an old steakhouse type thing, but above the steakhouse, they have this huge venue, and I've done it for years. And they get like they can pack like a hundred people, hundred fifty people in this place, and it's a blast. Oh so God. I'm doing that, uh, and then the week after uh, February uh, is actually the month I kind of reserved across for a lot of charity events. Okay. So we donate, myself and a couple of the other guys donate. So I'm doing one for uh, uh, Cancer uh, Foundation, two of those, and uh, two uh, Fallen Officer shows. So Very cool. nice. And yeah. when you and Bill and those guys and the guys get together, you're called the mm-hmm. Killer Bees. Yeah, the Killer Bee, Basil, and Bendon. Baby, baby, boom. So yeah. people should should check you out. Not only yes. to go back on YouTube, but look under Killer Bees. and that Killer way, Bees. So find out where they're going to be. Five All minutes on right, the first time was great. The whole show this time is even more better. We appreciate right, your yeah. time, sir. I'll, I would, I'll be happy to come back whenever you want. Cool beans. Sounds great. We'll take you up on that. It's All right. Great. Sounds good. Jeff All Blanchard, right, thank Thanks you so much for me. coming visiting with us at the Approach Shop. My pleasure. Thank you. Oh man, we have stopped laughing now. Jeff Blanchard has left the building, but we are still the approach shot, and I'm still here. I'm John Ashton. I'm still Neil Michaels, and uh, you know, uh, 45 minutes of laughing, I, I don't have any problem with that. That just, you know, for people like my wife, who have still never listened to a show, I think she did maybe listen to a couple minutes of Donnie Most. I may just turn it on and just be like, hey, we have this comedian. Just listen to this comedian, not even mention you and me. She's mm. much more likely to listen to it yes. if it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> you know that the, the marriage of Jackie Gleason and Fred Flintstone? 
Yeah. <laughs> but not too far off, I would say. <laughs> there was one comedian, I'm trying to remember his name. He was he was in the memories, the second thing to go when you start getting old, isn't it? Um what's the first? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I brought it up. Yeah, I think I think everybody who's listening is sorry you brought it up. Everyone likes Raymond. Uh, it's not Ray Romano, but he played Ray's brother. Brad. Brad somebody. Brad, I'm sorry I've wanted to have you on this show. In fact, oh, I was I going to mention his name because when he does stand up, yeah. he ain't Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond. No. And no. I, I saw him do stand up once. And the first thing out of his mouth was he just, after everybody introduced him, he just looked and he said, Yep. This is what happens if Greg Brady and Herman Munster have a child. <laughs> Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett, that's right. That's it. He's an interesting guy because when I saw him live, mm -hmm. he comes out and does what Jeff was saying Rickles did. He would just yeah. come out and say, if you're expecting Robert from Everybody Loves Raymond, you're in yeah. for it. Yeah. And then he would look at the person in front and say, what do you do for a living? And they would say something and he would just bash. And then he would, the next person, same thing. And almost got to the point where it was a little uncomfortable. He tied it together and it made it funny, but you had to live through the pain a little bit. Yeah. My dad took me to see Rickles when I was a kid. Oh, is that Actually, right? Actually, he didn't take me to see. He and my mom went and they took me with them. We were sitting close enough to the stage where my dad got picked on and he did the same thing. He asked him what he did for a living. My yeah. father was a minister. <laughs> I, he did, I think, 10 minutes on my dad. Oh, wow. And, and it, okay. was, it was just hilarious. It was hilarious. Even my dad was laughing. I mean, you know. That's when you know it, you have gold is when the guy you're picking on is laughing. Yeah. Well, if you want to go back and listen to the original Jeff Blanchard show, it's toward the beginning of our 105. Mm -hmm. um, we also had some other really, really funny, funny people, including uh, your guy, Jeff Allen. Yep. Who I know you loved and some of the other people that we had when we were doing golf was a funny game. And I think I'm going to try to incorporate a couple more comedians that play golf in here. I want to yeah. try to get Nate Bargatze to be our guest because I know he brings his clubs on the road. Yes. He does, he does so, that all the time. And he's hysterical. So thanks for continuing to come back, whether it's a baseball player, a football player, a comedian, an actor, an artist, an author, whoever they a are. Pure nobody. If you're it doesn't known, matter. Yeah, we have fun. We have, we have the time. famous and the infamous. That is Every true. Week. That is Every true. Week. Well, we're the infamous. We bring the famous and then you got us. So <laughs> they make us look good. <laughs> so come on back and join us again next week and, and uh, we'll have some more fun. Yeah. And check us out. ApproachShot.net. Go there. Uh, subscribe. Follow. Do all those fancy schmancy things that podcasters always ask you to do. Just do it. Okay. You know what? We've got like two requests. Subscribe to our stuff and keep listening. Other than that, yeah. you got enough other stuff in your life to worry about. You don't need us to put some more yeah. stuff on you. We're not going to push you around. We promise. That's right. All right. Have, a, Have great a great week, my friend. I can't wait to see you again next week when we're going to do it again. We will be here. Take it easy. You've been listening to The Approach Shot with the Weekend Golf Guys. If you like this week's episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you download your podcasts. And find us on the web at ApproachShot.net. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.